Well, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the inaugural version of Conversations from the C-Suite, the Girlfriend's Guide to the C-Suite. And we're going to get started promptly in about three minutes instead of six minutes. We got three minutes and we're on. So while I am sharing it out, I just would love for you to share it out to your friends because this is a very important conversation. It's a conversation that needs to be had and sometimes we are shy to have it but we're going to have a candid conversation tonight and we need to have those who need to hear it on here so why don't you take a few minutes to share it out and i'm going to do the same and then we are going to make sure that we get this message out and i believe in the power of three you know we got three minutes now we got two but i believe in the power of three so why don't you make sure that you invite at least three people because Sheila and I, we have an awesome guest tonight, and we don't want to be on here by ourselves. This is a conversation that we want as many people who can join to join. So please, why don't you invite at least three people? But if you'll take a little time to do that, I'm going to do the same. And as always, you know, this is just a conversation. So grab your favorite beverage, get in front of your screen, your TV, I mean, not your TV, your laptop, your phone, whatever, and let's have some great conversations from the C-suite. So I'm gonna take a few minutes to get and invite some folks on myself and then we're gonna get started in a minute. And you know, as I'm a tool, I need my visual aids here. So we're gonna put this on and get some, some more people on and then we're going to start our inaugural version or our inaugural episode of Conversations from the C-suite. All right, so I'm going to get this shared out. And remember, we want to share to the power of three. All right, I'm almost there. Okay. Well, I have shared it out and the hour is upon us and I believe in doing all things in good order. So it is 930 and we are going to get started with the inaugural episode of Conversations from the C-Suite. So as you may know, as you may not know, I am Dr. Stephanie D. Barnes, CEO of C-Suite Women's Network, where women and a few good men learn how to be the CEO of their life. So I help women to develop strategies to achieve the, desi the results they desire in their business, because it's all about us being the CEOs of our lives. And I believe that every woman should be the CEO of her life. We need to have a seat at the table. And if the table isn't there, we make one. And if there isn't room for us, we invite ourselves because we add value when we get there. So this is the inaugural episode of C Conversations from the C-Suite. And this is a power packed hour that will provide women a platform to share their 
business and career experiences because we are real life CEOs. Some of us are heading up companies. Some of us have our own businesses, but all of us are the CEOs of their lives and CEOs don't wait on great things to happen. They make things happen. And you may ask, you know, why the C-suite? What's the deal with the C-suite? Well, you know that the C-suite is where the decisions are made in any company, right? But as the CEOs of our lives, the C-suite is where we make the decisions to create the life we desire and deserve. And as being the CEO of our lives, you know, we are responsible for decisions, right? We make decisions, we come up with plans, we execute strategies, we work with others to build alliances and build our empires so that we can get things done. Now, you are joining us, of course, for the first time because this is the first episode. And so I want you to be thinking about what kind of CEO are you? And typically there are three kinds of CEOs. We find ourselves in three places. We are a CEO on the rise. We are aspiring to be better in our businesses, maybe to own a business. We are really, we've made the decision that we want more and we are beginning the process to get there. Then there is the CEO on the move. You know, you've been at it for a while. You're emerging. You know what you want, but you are, you know, working on getting there. And then there is the CEO. You may be an established leader, established business owner, but you know what? Regardless of where you are in those stages, we all have something to say. We all have a voice and we all can learn from each other. Now, the conversations from the C-suite is the girlfriend's guide to the C-suite. It's where women and a few good men from time to time have powerful conversations about real things that matter to real women who have decided to enter the C-suite of their life. And so we're not just going to be on here chit-chatting and pontificating, although we're going to have a good time and have a lot of fun. But here in the C-suite, we want you to feel something, learn something, and most of all, do something. Don't just get motivated. Don't just write notes, but do something. And so at the end, we're going to have a coaching power minute where I'm going to challenge you to do something with what you learned today, because we want you to make CEO moves, create your circles of influence, educate and empower yourself and operationalize what you learn to optimize your outcomes. So this is indeed a conversation. So don't just sit there, join in the conversation. I would love to have you have uh, have your shout, your conversations, your comments. Make sure you put something in the feed. And when you do, I want you to use the hashtag C-Sweet Magic. Don't put a hyphen in there so it's all one word. So hashtag C-Sweet Magic. So I want to hear from you as you go. If something resonates with you, if you want to add to the conversation, please do and use the hashtag C-Sweet Magic. So whether you report to a CEO or you are the CEO of your own business, you are the CEO of your life. So let's talk, right? Let's talk about the strategies that are going to help you to capitalize on your most important asset, 
the power of your choices. So are you ready? Are you ready? I don't know about you. I get hype every time I get a chance to collaborate with other CEOs and we've got our powerhouse coming to the stage. I'm going to call it a stage. It's not really a stage. It's the screen. But we've got a powerhouse who is going to join us today. We're going to have some fun. She's a fun lady, but I'm telling you, she's smart and she's going to help you out. So you know that tonight's episode is called um, for CEO girls who have considered suicide when the hustle is enough. Now, this is inspired, of course, by the epic play by Intazaki Shange for colored girls who've considered suicide when the rainbow is enough. And that is a an epic portrayal of women in different stages of crises and really bring it to the forefront. Some issues that we don't want to talk about but we do need to talk about. And I had the privilege when I was in law school to actually perform in a ver in a, a, a play in, in the play that was directed by none other than none other than the legendary Zola Marsharika. So, yes, I have touched fame. Yes. But it was a really fun experience. And I played the lady in brown. And if you're familiar with that character, you know, she had to. She, face, um, her, her character dealt a lot with, with mental illness and a mental crisis. And that was a really exploratory role for me, just as my little uh, debut as an actress. But the play itself is a very powerful story that is the testimony that many of us are living in our day-to-day -day lives. So, you know, I, I thought that'd be a great way to introduce just this whole epic conversation around mental well, mental wellness, because mental illness is a product of, you know, just like any other disease, like any other illness, you know, you combat your health illnesses with health wellness. So we want to do the same for our minds. So, you know, celebrity suicides bring these issues to the forefront. But this is a real life secret that no one really wants to talk about, but it affects each of us or all of us, because either we have gone through it personally or we know someone who has. So I'm excited about our powerhouse guest today, none other than CEO Sheila Rivers. And she's been waiting in the lobby to jump in. So I'm going to bring her up to the bring her to the screen i like saying bring her to the stage you know even though it's a screen i'm gonna bring her to the stage and we're gonna have none other than the awesome sheila rivers to come to let me just get her name right on here there we go and here she is ladies and gentlemen so hello hello welcome 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 to the c-suite how are you today I'm amazing. It's an amazing Monday. So, you know, it's a good day for us. All right. Well, awesome. 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 Well, Sheila is a superwoman. Okay. I do believe she's a superwoman. She is an entrepreneur, a CEO in her own right. She's the mother of five children, the youngest of which, if I remember correctly, just graduated. Yes. yes, yes, just yes. graduated. And y'all, guess what? Not only is she a CEO, she, um, you know, has um, a job, a corporate job. She still got her nine to five. Even though it's not quite nine to five, uh, mm -hmm. but 
Y'all, she homeschooled her kids, right? And so she is truly a powerhouse and someone who can speak to this from both sides of the coin. She has opened her own her own practice, River Psychology. Yes. Psychotherapy. I knew I was going to get that wrong. I'm sorry. River Psychotherapy. Yes. River Psychotherapy. And I tell you, we're going to learn a lot, but we're going to have a lot of fun. So as always, what I want to do is start out with the who, the what, and the why. So Sheila, if you will please tell us who you are, what you do, and why you are the CEO of your life. Awesome. awesome. Thank, Thank you, Dr. Barnes, Barnes for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. But as, she, as she's already said, I am Sheila Rivers, um, owner and chief therapist at River Psychotherapy Services. Um, I am the head therapist here. We've recently hired some more therapists to come in and work for us. We have a full staff. Oh, yes. We have a full staff. We're also running another ad for another therapist. So we, we are looking. We are growing so fast. It is absolutely almost um, impossible to keep up with, with, the, the, with the demand that we have in mental health. Um, so the who and the what is, is kind yeah. of what we do here. Yeah. Um, I have recently made a decision to uh, quit my nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a whole backstory to that, y'all. I am CEO <laughs> of my life, okay? Um, and there's been so many women that have influenced that decision for me that are in a CEO position. And I see the strides that they make, but it is it is hard work. And I am a firm believer that when you do your when you're working for your passion, that you technically don't necessarily work hard. You just work at what you love doing every single day, and that's what I do. Is, awesome! I love what I do. Awesome! 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 So you know, we are talking about the very important topic of mental health. Mental health wellness, mental health issues, mental health illnesses, mental health awareness, because, you know, even though this is a topic that for many is taboo, is something that for those who are suffering or, you know, are, are affected by mental illness, don't want to talk about it, you know, because it's not something that's necessarily embraced. It's not something that people are celebrated for or, or embraced and in the same way as someone who is suffering from any other illness. And it's just the same. It just happens to be with our minds. And I just want to start out, but just, you know, putting all of this in context. So as I mentioned, you know, the, some celebrity um, deaths, celebrity suicides have brought this to the forefront yet again. And it's unfortunate that, you know, it's that platform where this issue is elevated. But again, this is something that affects real people in real life. And so I just want to read a couple of statistics to help put this in perspective. You know, one in five adults has a mental health condition. And here in America, that represents over 40 million Americans. So this isn't some minuscule um, part of society. This is something that affects us. And even though we may not be directly experiencing the mental health condition, we know and love someone who is. And sometimes we love them and we don't even know it. And I think that's with some of the celebrity uh, suicides, you know, that's kind of one of the things that has, you know, you would have no idea, you know, because the persona that shows up 
in everyday life doesn't necessarily talk about it or acknowledge it. And the thing is, not only is this a challenge for adults, it is also something that affects our youth mental health. You know, youth mental health is worsening and the rates of youth with severe depression has increased almost 6% um, in the past six years. And, you know, that is something that, you know, we really need to address because if we don't in, 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 um, empower our youth with the knowledge and the tools to take care of their minds, then they go into adulthood with some of these issues. You know, and one of the biggest challenges to mental health wellness and treating mental health illnesses is access to care because insurance companies for years have covered, you know, physical illnesses, but we are beginning to see more access to health care in terms of the insurance covering it, but also the providers, you know, the, the facilities uh, for the more severe um, mental health conditions and then people like um, Sheila Rivers and psychotherapists, licensed um, counselors, you know, people who are equipped to help us out. So I just want to just share a couple of uh, those, you know, stats to, to just kind of frame the, the conversation. And so I just wanted to start out, Sheila, and just kind of ask you, you know, when you listen, and I'm sure you deal in, in these statistics and, and some that are probably a, a lot more detail you know, in your everyday practice. But when you hear those statistics and when you deal with the things that you do on a daily basis, I mean, you know, what what does that, you know, um, what do you think about that? I mean, you know, does that surprise you or those numbers, you know, do you feel they're accurate? But just what has been your experience uh, in that respect? I do feel that those numbers are probably not accurate. And because it's not being reported, um, you know, everybody that thinks about or, or attempts to commit suicide doesn't always pick up the, the phone and say, uh, I need some help. Mm-hmm. And so those are the numbers that are recorded are the ones that are calling in and saying, mm-hmm. I need some help or, or actually putting this information on a survey of some sort. Um, people that come in to see me, I don't report that to anywhere that mm-hmm. are calling in to say, you know, I'm feeling suicidal. Or uh, another thing is that there is a, a pass of thing called passive suicide ideation, mm-hmm. where that's truly is underreported. Mm-hmm. And that is considered an act of suicide, where mm-hmm. you say, I just, I feel like I would rather not be here. Mm-hmm. And that, that's um, a, a very great point. I just want to just pause for a minute, because I think that's something, you know, until you said that, I never really, really thought about that as an act of suicide. Because, you know, I think a lot of people, like you say, you know, this is a highly underreported issue. Yes. Um, and, you know, for the, for the woman out there who's listening and may not think, oh, my gosh, I've never considered suicide or, you know, I'm, I'm not at risk. You know, what are some of the things that we need to notice about ourselves, you know? Kind of what's feeling gloomy and what's chronic or, or what's uh, clinical depression or what's the difference and what do we need to be thinking about? Symptoms, Symptoms when we start talking about, about depression or um, like a mood disorder, even anxiety, depression, uh, lots of suicide. Mm-hmm. So it's the amount of time. Mm-hmm. those thoughts persist and the severity of those thoughts or the lethality mm-hmm. of those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, is it, I have a gun, 
but it's just here. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm still thinking that I don't want to be here. We're still talking about this kind of passive suicide ideation. Mm-hmm. You look at the gun, you see the gun, um, but not necessarily thought to use it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we when we think about um any like the forms of suicide and how do we go about, I guess, kind of classifying, am I suicidal? Am I not suicidal? Mm-hmm. You want to harm yourself? That's one of the questions that we ask. Mm-hmm. You want to harm yourself? Do you want to harm anyone else? Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to kind of determine, and, and usually that I go by if it's a, well, no, I, I, I really hadn't thought about harming myself. But if even it kind of perks my ears up when they say, but I really, I really don't want to be here. Mm, yeah. That that makes me think as a clinician, okay, we're we're still, we're not completely in danger, but that still brings a very high level of caution. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're thinking on that level, um, you know, what's the next step? What could, what is the one thing that could push you to the point to say, I want to harm myself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, that that brings up the thought of, you know. When I think about, you know, just the recent buzz has been around two very prominent celebrities who, you know, happen to have committed suicide mm-hmm. very close proximity, you know, was about, you know, their friends and, and nobody saw it coming. Or, and then some, you know, even mm-hmm. coming, they weren't surprised. You know, if, if we are because this is all about, you know, building community and a lot of times as you know, even though I'm a coach, I'm not a mental health professional. Right. But. You know, if I have a friend, if I have a girlfriend, you know, when should I be concerned? What should I do just as a lay person to, to be there for my sister, to be there for my friend, my loved one? Oh, wow. Everyone is different as far as to be there for um, mm-hmm. so, some folks, you know. And let me let me back up with this a little bit. A lot of times we have adopted the idea if I reach out for help, I'm weak. Ah, yeah. So glad you said I should, I should be able to handle this on my own. Mm-hmm. I, I don't need to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And and so even as a, on the other end of that as a receiver, as as the friend, we're saying, you know what, she got it. You know, she's strong and strong is killing us as ah, women. Yeah. We, we try to carry so many things and, you know, this is like, girl, she got, you know, she's, she's such a strong woman, mm-hmm. but sometimes even we tired of being strong. Right. We're, we are tired of carrying the burden ourselves. Um, and even though we are taught sometimes in society to say we are strong and don't reach out for help. And that means you're weak. Mm-hmm. That's the very one we need to. And I saw so many Facebook posts saying, have you checked on your strong friend? Right. Right. Um, But but as your as your girlfriend, you should know if you're close enough to her, you should know when she got stuff going on. Be like, look, I'm not something is not right. Mm -hmm. Let's let's talk. We we need some wine. We need some food. We need some chocolate. (laughs) We need some, you know, we we need we need a, a night on the couch or a night out. Mm-hmm. Tell me what's going on with you. You know, I'm really concerned. I just see some things going on. You know, do you, and she may say, I, you know, I'm good. I'm just going to try and work it out on my own. But you always leave the door open to mm-hmm. say, I'm, whenever you're ready, mm-hmm. I'm listening. 
mm-hmm. and, and be genuine about that. So many times as women, you know, we, we tend to be catty and, you know, and not genuine to our sister to say, no, I no, I'm really, I'm truly concerned about what is going on in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you so, know, that's one thing. You can say something. Go ahead. Yeah. Cause one thing that that's uh, so important, you know, when you touched on this, this issue of how strong is killing you, that's a hashtag. The hashtag strong is killing you. And, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, that I stress upon about being the CEO of your life is if you think about what CEOs do, they don't do everything themselves. They work with a team. They they leverage their strengths against others to do more. And and we've got to learn to do that more in, in our personal lives as well, is to leverage our strengths. Because I think it takes, I'll, I'll just speak from my personal perspective, I think it takes more strength to reach out to someone for help than it is any kind of sign of, of weakness. And, you know, um, a, a couple of days ago on, a, on a, in another setting we were talking about, or maybe I saw a Facebook post just about the strong black woman. It was an article about the strong mm-hmm. black woman and how culturally, you know, we have been conditioned to be strong and what strong means. But there's a difference in that whole concept of being strong and embracing your vulnerabilities as a pathway to um, to making yourself, you know, to lightening your own load. And so for the the strong woman that's out there who's watching, um, who may be watching the replay or or someone may say, girl, you need to listen to this. By the way, y'all, somebody, you know, needs to hear this. So make sure that you invite her and make sure you share this with her. But for the strong woman that's out there and is thinking that, you know, I'm tired. I'm just, I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And, but I'm strong. I want to do it myself. You know, what can you say to her that, that allows her to get uh, the help, the team that she needs, if you will, to be able to protect her mental wellness? And I'm going to take a sip while you sit, while you tell us. First off, I want to say, uh, don't be ashamed to ask for professional help, mm-hmm. okay, from a licensed clinician. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have anything against pastors or ministers or anything like that because sometimes they are not equipped. They haven't had the, um, some have had the schooling and the background mm-hmm. to take care of issues of mental health. But what I have found is sometimes when we, when we look for professionals, look for someone that has credentialing. Okay? Mm-hmm. They've been school, you know, not and not a, not someone that's a, um, you know, or whatever. Just make sure they have some type of credentialing where they've actually been trained as a clinician mm-hmm. um, in the area that you're having a problem in. So that would be my number one thing. Mm-hmm. My number two thing is find someone that you build rapport with. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be someone outside of your circle. It could be someone at work. Um, something find a support system, and all of us have support systems or support circles that sometimes you don't even think. I usually do an exercise in therapy where I, I draw a circle, and in that circle, I have little arms going out from that circle, and each one of those circles have a bubble attached to it. And I said, so let's talk about your support circle. Who are the people that are in? your support circle and are you utilizing these people mm-hmm. is this a one way are you just giving to them mm-hmm. or is is this is this a relationship where they're actually pouring back into you also 
Um, so we kind of determine what is that support circle and how important are these people to you? Mm-hmm. And if it, and if they are truly your support, they should be able, you should, th- these are folks that you should be able to share this information with. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're pouring into them and they're pouring into you. Um, so there should be some type of relationship there. So you examine your support system. Um, so we've got professional help, support system, and from that is self-care. Mm, yes. Taking care of you. And there are so many dimensions of taking care of yourself. Um, my little list goes with emotional, environmental, financially, intellectually, occupational, mm-hmm. physically, socially, and spiritually. Mm-hmm. Self-care. You should have some type of self-care regimen in every one of those eight areas mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so taking care of you. And sometimes that takes a little time to get to, which is why the having that professional person in place and support system in place uh, comes in comes in first. Uh, you know, sometimes we can't think straight about emotionally and even sometimes at work. I'll just use those two mm-hmm. um, because we've got so much going on in our lives that it just becomes chaotic. And so see, we, we just need a little, just a little help sometimes to help us work through some of that chaos in order so to to have to not be in such dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Um, chaos can become comfortable, people. Ah, uh, yes. So, and we that's, stay- That's a moment. <laughs> to escape the chaos, of the comfort of chaos. Yes. The comfort of chaos. Comfort of chaos. Yeah. And you stay there, and we get so comfortable in that, um, that, it just becomes a norm of life for us. So for us to step outside of something else, asking for help, looking at those support systems, you know, it's not a secret. You know, if, if something happens to you, it's not a secret. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so and, your health, your mental health is not a secret. All right. Because trust me, it's probably affecting all eight parts of those d- uh, dimensions of wellness that I just talked about. And, and you know, I always like like the saying, you know, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And I think particularly for women, of course, this is focusing on girlfriends and, and, and women. But, you know, of course, this is an issue that goes across the board. But, you know, as women, we're caretakers, we're, we're givers, we're nurturers. And our instinct is to take care of everybody else and not necessarily, you know, to take care of us. So I think, you know, you you made such an important point. And one thing I want to touch on right quickly is, you know, you mentioned the church, right? And what has been your experience uh, with, you know, with some of your patients who are grappling with the the concept of, you know, how their faith intersects their mental wellness uh, treatments or mental health treatments and and just kind of um, where their faith ends up being an impediment perhaps to... Mm them being able to seek the help that they need. Okay, Dr. Barnes, you're trying to get me in trouble with this one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to give a wild Let <laughs> the church say amen. Yeah. Amen, <laughs> amen, and amen. Okay. <laughs> I, I have, I have, oh my gosh, I cannot tell you numerous patients. Now, I, I will say from the beginning, um, seeing your pastor or um, some church leader is a form of therapy. Mm -hmm. So it is unethical for me as a therapist 
to see someone and I come in and you say, well, I have, I've been talking to my pastor. Mm-hmm. And so I automatically stop the session and I say, then it is unethical for, for you to have two therapists. Mm. Oh, that's something you're not even to think about. I didn't know. Yes. Yes. Because now you have two forms of direction of what to do with your life and, and they could possibly be contradicting, huh. which then puts you, yes, in, in a state of even worse mental health mm-hmm. um, or more critical mm-hmm. mental health. Yes. Being torn and pulled. What do I do? What do I do? Where do I go? How do I make good decisions? Um, so, so when someone says that to me, I automatically say, I would love to help you, but you would need to make a decision on who you want to see. Oh, wow. And that's something I, um, you know, had never really thought about. Uh, and, and, and certainly, you know, many of us who are believers, you know, will seek counsel, will seek prayer. Um, so how do you, because you mentioned early on about the importance of, whoever you're seeking help from being equipped to do so. And obviously a healthcare, I mean, excuse me, a mental health professional is going to be perhaps more well-equipped than a, than a pastor who has not been trained in mental health wellness. Cause I, you know, don't make sure that we're not uh, being disparaging here, but just understanding that there is, you know, just like you can go to your pastor for prayer over prayer over, you know, physical illness, they're not going to be able to treat you in the same way as a physician. So they pray over you, lay hands on you, but you get to take the medicine that that's been provided for you. Right. But I just want to put a pin in that. We're going to come back to that conversation because it's time for a little, just a little sponsor break. And I just want to let you know that tonight's inaugural episode is brought to you by C-Suite Women's Academy. It is for the woman who wants to know how to move up the corporate ladder and or whether to move up or move out. And C-Suite Women's Academy is the perfect place to go if you need development for your leadership, for knowing what to do, for getting that C-suite plan in place that helps you get up to the C-suite that is designed to you. So go over to www.csuitewomensacademy.com. And of course, if you are interested or know of someone who's interested in being a sponsor for Conversations from the C-suite, all they need to do is to send an email with the subject line, CSS Sponsorship to Stephanie at drstephaniedbarnes.com. So again, that's send an email with the the header CSS sponsorship to Stephanie at drstephaniedbarnes.com. So with that, I just want to say, you know, we are, this is a conversation. And although Sheila and I are having most of the conversation right now, we do want to invite you to the conversation. So I just want to take a moment to appreciate those of you who have joined us. I see you out there. Thank you so much for joining us. I just always love to give shout outs. I want to give a shout out to Nisi. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. She's always a faithful supporter. I see my, my home girl from we've known each other since the sixth grade Tara Bell, thank you so much for joining Loretta Rice thank you so much for joining Janice Bishop Carter thank you and then Christy Gilner so we just want to thank you remember if you have comments if something resonates with you please make sure that you put it in the feed and use the hashtag C sweet magic 
and uh, we want to make sure that we will that we recognize your comments and we're going to have an opportunity for you to share your uh, questions and answers at the end so if you have a question i'll give you some some instructions for that uh, in a couple of minutes but again this is a conversation from the c-suite a girlfriend's guide to the c-suite so we want to make sure that all of us are in on this conversation so now i want to get back to sheila we were getting ready to talk about you know this this very important issue of what do you when you know for those of us who you know are seeking help from from our our spiritual counselors you know from our pastors from the ministers the 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 mental health ministry perhaps in our church you know how do we balance the intersection between belief and mental health treatment. Belief in mental health treatment. Um, I, I, I truly support using your faith as your one of your coping mechanisms. Okay. I I myself um, that's one of my coping mechs. But as a therapist um, I cannot impose my own belief or preference on my client. Mm-hmm. When when they are seeking um, spiritual help versus mental health, um, I ask them the question: What is the goal? Mm-hmm. What is mm-hmm. the goal? Are they just looking for relief? Because in our spirituality, we have scriptures and and books and instructions on how to do everything in our life in every single religion there is a there are written instructions mm-hmm. about every single aspect of our life mm-hmm. so i asked my patient first i want to know what is what is the goal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is the goal to you know something in a spiritual aspect that you're looking for mm-hmm. or is the goal versus mental health, dysfunctional relationships, um, the aspects of mental health, um, Mm -hmm. some of those symptomatic things that go along with that. Um, So I tiptoe around that very carefully. Um, We are are still in the South, the Bible South. Yes. Um, So I am very careful when we start to talk about beliefs Mm -hmm. and mental health. Mm-hmm. Now I will sway and say, these are the symptoms that you are having. Mm-hmm. And this is what I will treat you for. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, you won't be reading scriptures in my, in my, yeah. In my yeah. <laughs> right. I encourage, I encourage uh, uh, getting in touch with your true reality and your true reality may be that you really feel like cussing right now. Um, <laughs> or, yeah. Or you really might be, you know, have, have some, uh, you know, say some choice things that you really don't usually say in, with your spiritual pastor. But I, I'm a realist when it comes to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I encourage that space that you are in with me mm-hmm. to be your true space. Okay. And, you know, and, and, and talking about, you know, being real, you know, I, I think. Uh, I want to flip the switch a little bit and, and kind of talk about it from our experiences as professionals, because uh, even in, in yours in particular, you know, because you are dealing or deal with this issue on both sides. You are a mental health professional. And so you're helping others. 
but you are a woman, a real CEO who is facing the same issues that, you know, many of us face, you know, do you think that, you know, you deal with uh, mental health uh, and mental wellness any differently? Does it equip you better or are, are you like, you know, many other professionals like the hairstylist who doesn't do her own hair, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, it is part of my own and I'll be very transparent with this. Um, I, I don't mind because part of my journey of becoming a therapist was because I had an amazing therapist after my divorce. I just kind of fell apart. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really just kind of hit the floor, fell apart. And, and now, uh, which is part of my CEO story, is how I got to this point um, is I fell apart. I needed the mental health. I, I reached out for um, counseling, was in counseling for quite some time. Um, but she taught me how to be a therapist. Mm. She, she taught me how, how to be very empathetic and sympathetic and really see people for who they are mm-hmm. when they walk door. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is part of my own self-care that I keep that maintenance and balance there um, because I have people that I have to help and I can't help people when I got stuff going on. It keeps yeah. me very balanced. Yeah. Um, I, the, everything that I'll tell my patients when they come in, that everything that I ask you to do, it's something that I've either already done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or I'm doing. Yeah. So if I ask you to write a positive affirmation in your mirror with a dry erase marker and read it and look at it and say it over and over every single day, guess what? I have one. Mm -hmm. And actually mine says I am a CEO. That's my positive affirmation right now. That's written in my mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Secret (laughs) of. Yes. Yes, That's my positive affirmation right now. Uh, honestly, it's written in my, yeah, I'm a CEO and my mind is my power. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see that every single morning. I don't ask my patients to do something that I don't do or I haven't already done. Um, I'm going to so, just bite off that for just a minute and just say, you know, that's, that's a powerful affirmation. I am a CEO and my yes. mind is my power. It's my power. Yeah. And that's something that that's a hashtag. That's a, that's a hashtagable moment. And that's something that we have to truly embrace, you know, because yeah. I think a lot of times we will see ourselves as lesser than um, than we truly are because we're so hard on ourselves. And I'll just, you know, speak for myself. You know, uh, of course, you know, I've, I've recently gone through a divorce and went through it, um, you know, uh, over a year ago. And, you know, just dealt with the 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 I use my coaching to get myself out of it, you know, but, you know, but one of the things that I constantly grapple with, you know, as a successful woman, you know, I've I've had a whole career before the business that I have now is, you know, I, 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 you know, I know I say to myself, how can you be so smart and then let X, Y, Z happen? Or how can you, you know, we, we use our own success against us. Mm-hmm. When we do face those trials, you know, when yes. we do face those situations that don't quite uh, go as planned, you know, we, we're hard on ourselves. And I think it is so important for us, as you say, to use those powerful affirmations, you know, to to redirect our thoughts on to, you know, where we need to be rather than where we may presently be. Because, you know, as a coach, I have coaches now, I, I take a different perspective. I'm not a mental health a professional, but a lot of what I do, like even as a coach, you have to start with mindset. 
because you can give somebody all the tools, all the strategies, you can give them uh, a written plan, but if their mind and their minds, they don't see themselves as a CEO and see themselves as possible, even getting into the C-suite, they're not going to do it. And so, you know, you, you talked about the power of affirmations, you know, what are some, some things that either you've done or, you know, in, 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 dealing with just the stresses of starting your own business you know first of all we need to give her a virtual round of applause <laughs> for the big step that she has recently taken to really flipping that switch from becoming from being a part-time business owner or, or, or managing her business like on the side to being in her business full-time and growing so i just want y'all we, we need to give her a, a round of applause for that uh, because you know that's a big step so we just want to celebrate you in doing <laughs> that but let's just say even as you were grappling with that decision and, and i know that this wasn't something you did overnight it's something that you've been working on for quite some time but like you know what were some of the things that went through your mind that a woman who may be thinking about the same thing or thinking about doing the same thing you know starting her own business or changing careers or whatever you know, the stressors that you dealt with that you were able to move through in order to get to your next. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's, that's a big one. Let me see how, um, how much time oh, we got. Um, <laughs> that, that was huge for me. Um, just taking that. Step. I did a lot of preparation, a mm -hmm. lot of preparation, mm -hmm. um, putting people in place in my life to help me make those decisions. Mm -hmm. Ask the big questions about staffing, insurance, insulin. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Um, I don't, I, am I able to share this, Dr. Yeah. Dr. Vaughn? <laughs> <laughs> go, and, and I, go, go, go. <laughs> Dr. Barnes was my amazing um, coach, business coach in, in making these huge decisions we would have a meeting for 12 weeks at 5.30 in the morning, every Tuesday, 5.30 Central, Central's time. Yeah. And, and um, every Tuesday morning for 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. I think we missed one week right at the end because I was sick yeah. and we had to be trying Yeah, but, but anyway, needless to say, but 12 weeks, I was up dedicated 5 30 in the morning now get this i am not a morning person i could probably be late for everything in my life but it was it was so such a desire um a passion uh i can't even there's i can't even think of a word strong enough for that that i wanted that so badly because i knew that was my next step Mm -hmm. for this for this calling that I had in my life was to be full-time in my practice. Mm -hmm. So putting people in place is one of the big things. Mm -hmm. Disconnecting from dysfunctional people in your life, that's my second thing. <laughs> Disconnecting from everything that causes you a distraction. If it's the boyfriend, if it's in, in disconnect from anybody, you can, okay? Because it could be folks that you can't really disconnect from right now, like your kids, okay? <laughs> you know, we're not going to say they're a total distraction, but, but you, can't, you can't disconnect from the children. Um, but, but if there are folks that, you know, friends that are not going in your direction, they don't have the mindset. You ha you're trying to have the mindset of a millionaire. 
And they're still wondering, are we going out for drinks on Friday night for happy hour? No, I have a business plan that I need to write. I have a strategic plan that I need to be concentrating on. No, I have to worry about writing um, job descriptions for people that I need to hire. Put these things in place now. It it take you have it is really a when I say you have to flip the switch from your regular way of thinking. Um, some of the things that you enjoy, you you may not be able to do anymore. I don't watch television. I'm not a I'm not a TV person. Mm-hmm. When I get a second, I binge watch Mary Jane. That's it. But very seldom do I get a second. So I cut out things like TV. Um, and you say, well, what do you do? I read. I research. Um, I, I'm, I'm always constantly podcasting webinars mm-hmm. to find out what's the latest in this field. Where's my competition? Mm-hmm. Not that we're competing with anyone, but you are in a business, right? And, and you are in a business to succeed. And if you plan on being the CEO, you must know everything that goes on mm-hmm. with that business. So mm-hmm. it takes time learning those dynamics. I've never ran a business before. So there are certain things that I want to know, and I want to know them well. So if you ask me, you can rest assured that I know what I know. If I don't know it, I'm okay with saying, I don't know. Give me a second. I'll find out for you. But for the most part, I know what I know. I've studied it. I've researched it. I've read it. I've digested. I've slept with it. Um, I've stayed up late, one, two o'clock in the morning. On top of that, I'm working on my doctorate degree. Yeah. So I, I do a lot of a lot of my work for my doctorate degree is geared toward the things that I want to know in my business. Yeah. So I can pick whatever topic I want. Mm-hmm. Right now it's empowerment theory. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm, I'm writing a piece on on empowerment theory and women in empowerment. Yeah. So and you touched on two really great things that I think are really important for us positioning ourselves for mental wellness and and you talked about one controlling your environment yes two what i call finding synergy between the things you want to do and the things you need to do and you talked about you're getting your doctorate so rather than making that a whole separate something you figured out a way to to find synergy between that and running your business i just want you to touch on those two points uh you know uh more specifically as it relates to maintaining our mental wellness in any situation, the, the importance of our environment, you know, how that can influence either negatively or positively. And then follow up with just talking about, you know, the how you can have what you want and what you need if you work towards it. That's why that's why we're talking about making CEO moves, you know, uh, is find that circle of influence, is educating and empowering empowering yourself and operationalizing to get the best outcomes. And that's why being the CEO of your life is so important because it positions you for that mental wellness. So if you'll touch on those two things for us. All right, environment um, being negative and positive. So give me that question again. So just kind of, you know, the because, you know, we are influenced by our environment, the people yes. that we hang around, the, the attitudes, the, you know, just all of that is a part if we're in a dysfunctional environment, it is more likely that we will have dysfunctional tendencies right, right. than not. So, you know, just talking about the importance of that and and how we must make the choice to create the environment that is going to be the best for us mentally, physically and 
for us to make our CEO moves. Okay. Um, environment is very important um, for me. Um, I can tell you friends that I've had um, in the last, let's just say five years, I, I talk to those friends a little less. Mm-hmm. We're going going in two different directions, you know, where, like I said, where they're calling and saying, hey, let's go out for drinks. I said, you know, no, I, I have to write a paper or I've got to study or I'm working on some research or it's, it's something, my focus is different. Right. Um, so you, not that those friends are really great friends and, and I would still be there for them if they need me. Um, and I think I believe that would be vice versa, mm-hmm. but my direction is different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna just pin in that for a moment and, and just say, you know, that is such a powerful, um, clear that's such powerful clarity to have. They're still your mm-hmm. friends, you still yes. love them, you you know, nothing changes in that regard, but when your directions are different how you interact with them has to change. Otherwise you put this pull on yourself that causes a strain that holds you back and holds them back and can create just additional issues. So that's such a powerful thing to, to embrace and, and not be, uh, not apologize for it. Right. Right. And they understand. Mm-hmm. I have one girlfriend. I'm so tired of you wasting my life with all this. I got to write a paper stuff. I'm I can't go on vacation with her like we used to. And, you know, I can't go to Miami. I got to write a paper. Yeah. So, you know, that's our running joke is, you know, she's tired of me wasting her life. Yeah. I'm writing a paper kind of stuff. Yeah. Because I know when I was getting my doctorate, I was working full time. And I would literally, I, Every vacation I had for like, let's see, 2013 and 14, uh, I was, because I my classes and everything were online. So I remember being in Mexico uh, uh-huh. and in the, on vacation doing my work. And so, you know, I just had to plan it out in the morning because at the time I was still married, you know, before uh, my ex-husband. And I think one time the boys were with us, one time they weren't. But, you know, I'd get up in the morning and read and do my posts or whatever. And then I'd find a little synergy and make it to the beach. And, you know, and those were actually some of my better grades. <laughs> but it's all about making first things first, but recognizing, you know, that, you know, because you, you may be, I'm just going to, I'll just say, you may be able to go to Miami and take the paper with you. Don't just, just don't just not go. <laughs> but, but no, it's all about prioritizing and, and, and planning it out uh, because it's not going to happen magically. It's all about you being deliberate about doing that. Yes. Yeah. Positive influence. Um, I have selectively uh, attached myself to women of common interest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Women, women that um, I, I actually met Dr. Barnes at um, Success Women's Conference, mm-hmm. and I will tell you that. That conference absolutely changed my life. It changed my life professionally. It changed my life personally. It changed how I saw life as a woman. And mm-hmm. from that moment on, my mindset shifted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It shifted to, I want more in life. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I want to be one of those women that play a major part. My story plays a major part in making someone else's life have mm-hmm. that aha shift moment like I just had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if I can do that, I have purposely attached myself to women that that teach, that live, that have those beliefs and values of empowering and inspiring other women with mm-hmm. their story. Yes, yes, yes. And, and so I purposely seek people out with those credentials, um, not necessarily you know, with a lot of initials behind their name or in front of their name and dots and periods and commas, but but women that have worked in the community mm-hmm. that make a difference in others' lives, mm-hmm. I attach myself to those people. Yes. I actually say, "Hey, I'm Sheila, and I want to be your friend." Mm-hmm. And yep. I I want to I want to yes, I want to genuinely know who you are, mm-hmm. not necessarily what kind of power platform you stand on, but I want to know who you are. I want to know. What makes you, what makes you tick? Yeah. Where does your, yeah. where does your passion come from? What drives you? So that's that's my my positive influence. And some of those women are now in my support circle. So mm-hmm. when I'm feeling, go back to where we started. So when I'm feeling that sense of um, not necessarily insecurities, but but when those dysfunctional pieces come in my life or I feel a little chaotic, that's what I revert back to. Right. I use the same principles that I teach my patients. Seek professional help, go to your support circle and, and have, have some people there that are going to pour into you some really positive resonating things that you can truly cling on to that's going to carry you throughout. So. Yeah. Well, you know, this is, yeah, thank you so much. Because this is something that is, you know, there's so many different avenues that we could go to. So I'm just going to already say, girl, we're going to have to have another, bring you back for another <laughs> episode because we're nearing, you know, the end of this hour. And I, I would be remiss without inviting our viewers. If you have a question, it's time for you to take yourself off mute. So we do want to hear from you. So if you have a question that you want us to ask, or answer for you either during this episode, and we'll stick around for a little bit afterwards uh, to be able to to answer some questions in the feed. uh, And then we'll go back and check uh, from time to time as well. But please, if you have any questions, it is time for you to take yourself off mute. So all you need to do, you can go, you can put your question in the feed or something that you want us to talk about. And I tell you, if you, like I said, we've got to bring her back because this is, there's there's so many things uh, that we haven't even gotten to uh, so if it's something that you want us to talk about the next time as well, please uh, put that in there uh, as well. So, you know, it, it there's so many different things uh, that you, you've touched upon tonight. And I'll do a little bit of a summary in, in a little bit. But, you know, as we get ready to, to wind down tonight's conversation, you know, what are some some closing remarks you want to want to leave us with? You know, if there's the one thing that you want a, a, a woman out there who is grappling with this very issue of. I, I feel like I don't want to be here anymore. I'm so overwhelmed. You know, the one thing that you would want to share with her, what would that thing be? I, I, one of the things that I'm spiritual based, mm-hmm. this is personal. personal. God, God is, is with her. her. Mm. Yes. 
And that's that's the that's the thing I think we have to appreciate as CEOs of our lives. And that that made me a chill went over me when you said it. You know, it's to understand that you are not alone. And that's why, you know, this is about a girlfriend's conversation. Cause this is not because we're two powerful CEOs in our own right, but we're two women who need each other. We need somebody to talk to. And that's the thing that I want you to know and want you to share with somebody else too, is you are not alone. These are not issues that you're facing by yourself. You're not crazy for thinking whatever, you know, you are someone who's dealing with the pressures that any CEO is going to deal with. And it's all about um, getting in the right community so that you are not truly alone. So with that, I just want to, uh, Thank you so much for being with Thank us. Thank you. We'll have you back on. We'll have you back on for another episode. But I would love awesome. for you to share with the guests out there, you know, how to get in contact with you and to keep the conversation uh, going. Awesome. 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 So my Facebook name is Sheila, S-H-E-L-I-A. So, you know, if you have to say it, say it. To, <laughs> say it to spell it. Shalia, right. <laughs> the therapist um and um i am you can look me up on facebook we also have river psychotherapy services uh facebook page and instagram page we have contact information there which um, our telephone number is a 707 Seven two eight five one three one. You can call and find me there. What was that number again? Seven zero seven zero seven seven two eight five one three one. And that seven two eight five one three one is my um, is my daddy's home old home telephone number, and that was the only way to kind of memorate him um, in this. And, and and so I when I went to get the number. They said, well, we have a 707 available if you want to keep that number. But that is my old home telephone number uh, from people in households. So thank you so much, Dr. Barnes. It was an absolute honor. Oh, well, thank you so much. And like I said, we'll have, girl, we'll have to get together again. Because again, there's so many different things that we can touch upon. And I want to thank you for what you do. I think I want to celebrate you for being a great CEO, but I want to truly celebrate you for being there for the men and women and families who just need to be heard. So thank you. Let's, let's give, um, I'm going to call, go ahead. I keep wanting to say Dr. River. She's going to be Dr. River soon. So I'm just going to go on train that and name it. Yes. Uh, but let's give her a virtual round of applause, send her some love, put that in, in the comments. And I, again, just want to thank you so much. And I look forward to having you back on the show again. Awesome. Thank you for having me. All Have a right. Great day. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, y'all. So um, we, uh, of course, have, have truly enjoyed our inaugural um, episode of Conversations from the C-Suite. So we are just so excited that we have had this opportunity to begin. You got to start somewhere and what a powerful conversation to have. So, you know, I just want to remind you, of course, that tonight's episode was brought to you by C-Suite Women's Academy. And you can go to c-suitewomensacademy.com to learn more about how you can begin your breakthrough to your personal C-suite and just want to just thank you so much for being a part of this. I'm so excited to have begun this conversation because 
our, our, our testimonies grow from our conversations and it, it transcends from just being something we're talking about to something that truly helps you. And, and here in the, in the C-suite, in conversations from the C-suite, we want to equip you to make those CEO moves. So we want you to feel something, get motivated. We want you to learn something, get educated. But most of all, we want you to do something. And so I'm going to end with just my, uh, my little coaching point. Uh, that I just want you to remember because these are some things that I just want you to do because you know I don't want to just stimulate your mind. I want to give you a challenge So I just wanted to give you seven things that, and these are pulling from you know What we've talked about tonight as well as some things that I had thought about uh, Going forward that that I want you to think about first of all give yourself permission to need help Give yourself permission to need help release yourself from the belief that you are strong and don't need any help Remember, hashtag strong is killing us. The second thing is give those feelings a voice. See a mental health professional, someone who's equipped to help you. Number three, give yourself time to heal. Give yourself um, the, the privilege of actually taking advantage of the treatment that you receive. Number four, decide, because we're all about being the CEOs of our lives. So decide that, um, that you will heal. And then number five, give yourself a reason to heal. Think of the people who love you and need you. Because remember, it's all about our connections. Number six, be the reason to heal. Love yourself. We love you and, and we want you to love yourself enough to get the mental health treatment that you need because we need you here. You matter. You need to be here. And then seven, work every day to keep it going. Sometimes you're going to win or lose. You got to own your own issues, do something about it, release, refresh, renew, rejuvenate, and then keep the focus on your recovery. Because remember, recovery, healing, all of that is a process. And we've got some questions uh, in the feed. And so we're going to we're going to we see your questions and we're going to make sure that we answer those in the feed. But let me know if it's something that you would prefer that we not answer, because I think these questions are such that. We can answer them in the feed, but we're going to we are going to get to your questions. Thank you so much. And again, we are just so excited that you joined us. And I want to thank you for being a part of the historic inaugural epic episode of Conversations from the C-Suite Girlfriend's Guide to Being a CEO. And remember, the power is not in the conversation, but in your CEO moves. Create your circle of influence educate, empower, and elevate yourself and operationalize your outcomes so that you can be the CEO of your life. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Dr. Stephanie D. Bonds, your host, and it has been my pleasure to be with you here in the C-suite. And I'm about to go enjoy my wine. I am going to answer the questions, make sure I take care of business. But I do want to thank you so much. And remember, your life is the product of your choices. Choose to be the CEO of your life. Until next time.